Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia trip to glasses inside. Is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Pokemon Stadium 2 for the Nintendo 64. Pokemon Stadium 2 is the story of Game Freak realizing that innovation is completely optional when it comes to their home console Pokemon games. Wow. You blaming Game Freak for this one? I don't know. They own whoever owns Pokemon. Yeah. They realized, hey, um, we don't really have to do a whole lot of work to just put out another Pokemon Stadium game and yeah. we can make fat stacks. Okay. All right, I see. I see you. Yeah. Uh so the first game made by Hal Laboratory, right? I don't know. I I think we I think the first Pokemon Stadium was made by Hal Laboratory. Sounds good. Uh who I thought the last time we talked about Hal Laboratory had a mole in their for their logo, a mole inside of a, a nest. A oh yes. Yeah. It's definitely a wiener dog with some <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I know that now. Um but if you cover up the head it looks like a just a mole. Um anyways. All right. <laughs> Uh, this game made by Nintendo, published by Nintendo. Um, so, okay, <laughs> that's kind of actually weird because this game is like literally a carbon copy of the first game with a few small changes. Mm-hmm. So don't go, don't necessarily go blaming Game Freak. I don't think well, Game they Freak own the majority of Pokemon. Yeah, well, so it's a split. It's a split, but they own the majority. Maybe. No, it's not maybe. They are the, the the main stakeholder in the Pokemon franchise. We'll put a pin in that. We'll agree to maybe on that. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Pokemon Stadium 2 today. You may remember that last year during Pokemon, we talked about Pokemon Stadium, the original, and we figured why not cover Pokemon Stadium 2 as we just covered Gold and Silver in our most recent episode, and this is the companion, the home console companion game for these. So we're going to talk about like what is different is this is this a whole new take? Is it the exact same thing? Are there changes? Are there new things? What's good? What's bad? All of that. Our normal spiel, but also with a little bit of comparison to the original because yeah. we've covered the original. So with uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver being like such a fantastic upgrade to Red, Blue, Yellow, surely Pokemon Stadium 2 has to be the same kind of leaps and bounds of improvements over the first stadium, right? You would hope so. You would think, right? I don't know if I would think so, but no? you would hope so. It's a Pokemon game. Yeah, this is the thing, though. I And I think I talked about this in our first Pokemon Stadium episode, is that as a kid, I was disappointed. Yeah. I was like, we're going to get Pokemon Stadium. We're going to get Pokemon on an N64 on my home console. This is going to be amazing. And especially when you think about how awesome the Game Boy game is and the N64 is so much more powerful. So, of course, it's going to be that much better. And then it was like a little bit bare bones. I, I think I called it a cash grab. I mm-hmm. said that maybe it didn't uh, live up to the hype. And so I think by the time Pokemon Stadium 2 came out, my expectations had been adjusted. Yeah, it was a, it was a premium add-on to Pokemon it was like kind of served as the post game that Pokemon Red and Blue lacked, as as we kind of called it. As yeah, I went back and listened to that episode. Yes, it was an extra post game if you wanted it, but by no means was it necessary. Yeah. So Pokemon Gold and Silver actually did have a post game though. It did way, way, way more than Red and Blue. So with Stadium Two, at least there's the 
the the chance for it to not simply serve as the post game that didn't exist it's in the, the companion post game yeah yeah um in, in stadium one it allowed you to round out your pokedex with the stuff you couldn't get um bulbasaur charmander squirtle hitman lee hitman chan Ammonite, kabutops the whole and another eevee you another, can get more eevees if you want more get, eevees that's yeah. right so it really did serve as like a good add-on yeah to the original pokemon games uh this one maybe not so essential we'll get there, we'll get there dan to maybe it doesn't add as much to gold and silver but as you said we will get there um got any fun facts dan i do have some fun facts jordan <laughs> Not a long list. Didn't see a lot on the list this week. Just a little bit. As of I fun. poked around, so yeah, just a little bit of fun. Uh, as I said, the game published and developed by Nintendo, which is a little different than the first one. You're right. I did. I just fact checked that, and you're right. Their first game, which was actually the second game, if you go back in the first episode, we talked about how there wasn't a Pokemon Stadium game released in Japan that we didn't get here in the states. And then they got Pokemon Stadium 2, which we called Pokemon Stadium 1 here. And their Pokemon Stadium 3 is our Pokemon Stadium 2. But you're right. This game was developed <laughs> by Nintendo. The first one was developed by HAL Laboratories and Nintendo EAD, Entertainment Analysis and Development. So maybe Nintendo, that's how they were able to do this one because they did have a hand in the first one. But you're right. HAL was on the first one, not on the second one. So you just you saying all that just gave me some like serious Final Fantasy like 3, 6, four or five vibes <laughs> yeah what is happening here yeah <laughs> i think technically this one in japan looking at the wikipedia page was called pokemon stadium gold and silver so not called pokemon stadium three but pokemon stadium gold and silver okay that makes sense uh and speaking of japan this game came out in december of 2000 in japan which was a little over a year uh, about a year after gold and silver came out in japan which was uh november of 99 they wanted a way to get some cash influx while they waited on Gen 3. <laughs> uh, in North America, the game came out March of 2001. And for perspective, we got um, we got gold and silver in October of 2000. So just a few months after we got gold and silver. That makes more sense. This game came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder if they would have been getting Crystal right around the time that this came out for them. I don't yeah. know when that came out. Crystal's like the only release date that I didn't look up. I've got like a... a it's usually a mess like, of text here of release dates. Yeah. So it's like hard for me to even decipher well, what I'm trying to say thing, at the man. moment. With Pokemon, you get the initial release and they put out two games. Then the next year, they're going to put out a third game, which is kind of the same game, but with just a few extra things. And then you have it extra complicated by them adding these console games that are like kind of connected. So yeah. lots of release dates, lots of games. Yeah. And then in Europe, of course, the game came out in October of 2001, whereas Gold and Silver came out in April of 2001. So a few months uh, in Europe and North America after Gold and Silver came out, which is probably a smart move. Because I feel like if it had been over a year, like in Japan, then it, what, I don't know if I would want to buy this game a year after the hype has died down. That's what I'm saying, though. But you had you would have had Crystal coming out, so there would be there'd be uh, more hype. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, speaking of Japan, and speaking of Crystal, one of my fun facts, Jordan: the Japanese edition features compatibility to use the Pokemon Mobile system from Crystal. That's where you could like hook it up to a cell phone. I think so. And you, I was like, Wikipedia said that you could battle 
people through with it the the mobile thing very futuristic uh so i don't know if that's like yeah like mobile games today where you just battle each other with pokemon except over a really slow uh 1x connection (laughs) (laughs) the days of pre 3g which is still slow by today's standards um last point last fun fact jordan um and expansion pack compatibility improves resolution and texture quality so we got to enjoy that today it's beautiful yeah i I mean (laughs) graphics are always uh an interesting topic when you're talking about an n64 game so an improvement but still an n64 game (laughs) what are you trying to say still an n64 game i don't know well in mario galf jordan um that's one way to say (laughs) those words mario galf (laughs) the camera was really really good in that game for an n64 game because you don't move the characters around and it's kind of the same in this where it's like you know you're not moving the camera around so it kind of ages decently i didn't think yeah i mean i didn't really put a whole lot of thought in this but i didn't think this looked as good as mario golf but again you have way more sprites (laughs) in this than mario golf you have 250 pokemon 51 jordan how many times are you gonna get this wrong i'm gonna purposely keep saying it wrong because you always correct me and it's funny to me (laughs) it's not the first time i've corrected you today jordan do you want to get into what the game does well let's do it I know you've got a long list of what the game does well. What is the first thing on your list? I think the biggest thing that this game does well that doesn't also apply to the first Pokemon Stadium game is that this supports both Gen 1 and Gen 2, which is probably the coolest new feature. Yeah. I said uh, with the first game that the coolest thing was that you could just see these Pokemon in 3D for the first time. Mm -hmm. And again, you're having that same thing, except for you had 100 new Pokemon and now you get to see them in 3D for the first time. Although this is a little bit less of a cool thing because the sprites were so bad in red blue that, you know, being able to see them in 3D was awesome. I feel like, you know, I said in our in our gold and silver episode that those are some of my favorite Pokemon sprites. Yeah. And so it's a little bit less awesome to see these ones in 3D just because mm-hmm. we already had a better representation of them. But again, it is still cool to see Pokemon on a home console, something that, you know, was so unique and uh, rare that even you know last year or whenever Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, like we still hadn't had very many opportunities yeah. to play a Pokemon game on a console. That's true. And so it, it is still a cool thing, although just it's lost a little bit of that uniqueness because it is the second time around. Yeah, it's funny. Um, as we were kind of doing some Pokemon stuff, revisiting the sprites from blue and red is like... I didn't realize how bad these things actually looked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad. <laughs> it's funny to me just how bad they actually look, because I don't remember having that experience when we played the game. And now that I've played this and stuff, it's like, what in the world? Um, but that's beside the point. But I do I do think um, it's, it is less special to see all these Pokemon in 3D. I feel like I didn't have the same like wow factor yeah. that I did with the first stadium. I don't know why that is. Because you had already seen it. It's not new anymore. Yeah. I wonder if we would have 
not covered the first stadium last year and we would have went straight to stadium two now if it would have had that same kind of like pop like oh this is cool i think so Um, 3d pokemon on the tv if this is your first pokemon stadium experience you're probably going to feel pretty similar to how we felt about pokemon stadium one yeah you might not be jaded on it (laughs) i'm not sure that i'm jaded it's just that a lot of the things like my entire list of what this game does well other than the fact that this supports pokemon uh gold and silver they're they're very similar i mean the stuff that it does well it brought over from that original game yeah yeah one of the things i did notice i don't know if i mentioned it in the the first uh stadium episode but i like these some of the animations in this game yeah like when i knocked out gloom i think like his eyes popped out and he got all like goofy and stretchy and then electrode i think was another one where his eyes like bulged out there were a lot of like funny animations did you see anybody get rolled out in this game they like flatten like a pancake like a looney tunes cartoon or something oh nice um yeah the the 3d i don't remember feeling like that way necessarily about the first game but i was like this is i like this i like these goofy animations that are in this game there's definitely some good character um there are some animations that are a little bit strange, like Snorlax is laying down for the entire fight, but then when you knock him out, he stands up just so he can fall over again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that was a little awkward, but for yeah. the most part, you're right. The animations are fun. They fit. It's still like kind of static because it's Pokemon yeah. and it's turn-based, but it's a, a huge upgrade from the Game Boy games for sure. <laughs> According to some people, an upgrade from Sword and Shield. I haven't played Sword and Shield, so I can't weigh in on that, but I have seen that comment made that people felt like the animations in Pokemon Stadium were a little bit more smooth. That could be hyperbole. People like to talk trash about modern Pokemon games, so that could be some of that in there. I um, think... I, the, I would be a little bit disappointed if I played Shield and it had this level of animations in it. I think the Pokemon in Sword and Shield have just slightly stiffer animations, I think is all that it is. It seems like the, the Pokemon in Stadium 2 are more articulated if that makes sense yeah i got more more points uh, of articulation like an action figure yeah um so i think that's why people think it's better is because they're there's just more motion which i guess technically maybe that does make the animations better i don't know but it's not one of those things where i played it i was like oh yeah of course this yeah. <laughs> pokemon shield sucks no 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 <laughs> these animations will not blow you away they might okay that's true i guess i don't know what your response will be listener out there in the void but it did not blow me away (laughs) i don't think a voltorb's eyes will pop out in pokemon sword and shield maybe not could be wrong about that um jordan the 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 next point i've got like a couple points and they're kind of intertwined intertwined they're similar they're they're more of like the companion to the game boy stuff all right let's hear it and it's like uh, trading Pokemon, managing items and boxes, and like battling your friends on the TV. It's kind of, again, like a slightly upgrade, not slightly, it's significantly upgraded version of managing your Game Boy game. Yeah. Which is one of the things that we love. We had so many complaints about like the items and stuff like that yeah. in the first game that we praised Stadium for making a lot of that stuff so much easier. And of course, with Stadium 2, that stuff comes back and it's just it's another nice way because the box system is still kind of tedious. 
Um, you want you have to save every time you want to move a Pokemon around or change boxes, and it's like this is a really nice, clean way of managing everything, and I, I appreciated that about it. It is nice. It's definitely less of an upgrade because you did get a lot of those upgrades in Pokemon Gold and Silver, but still an upgrade. Yeah, you're just you're just indifferent about it. <laughs> I yeah, I mean that's like this is the thing. By the time that I am getting to Pokemon Stadium, I've played all of silver i've beaten both johto and kanto i've done everything i want to do and so unless you like played your entire playthrough of the game boy game with pokemon stadium 2 alongside of it to like yeah. use it and like maybe you played so like one of the cool things about these games both pokemon stadium and pokemon stadium 2 is that you can play your game boy game on your n64 like right on your big screen tv mm-hmm. which is cool and if you're doing that and you want to use the functionality in Stadium to like make item management better, but you're still like having to go out of the game and like do all of that stuff. So it's not like a super fluid, smooth yeah. thing. So it's nice, but it's not like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I'm going to run out and buy a copy of Pokemon Stadium 2 just so I can manage the items and Pokemon in my copy of Gold and Silver. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where this game fits for me with that kind of like companion it's like it's because the first one the first stadium was such like a post game that it felt like you play it after you do everything in red and blue yeah and this game now that i'm thinking about it like would i want to play it because what a lot of the the cups or the gym leader castle um they're not necessarily helping you through your save file uh on gold and silver in any way yeah so it's almost like it feels like a post game but since gold silver have a post game where does stadium two sit, you know, like the item management's nice, but it's just something I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know where this one fits. Yeah. I think that where it fits is you have the post game, which is Kanto and you do all of that. And then once you've done all of that, there's only one thing left, which is beating red, Mm. but red has these insanely high powered Pokemon. So I think that stadium falls in between beating most of the post game and beating red. (laughs) <laughs> like, if you don't want to sit there and level up all your Pokemon to be level 80 or 90, but you still want to have more, that's where Stadium 2 comes in. Goodness. I was uh, I was leveling up my Pokemon at, like, 10x speed again on the Retron yesterday. And uh, I spent nearly, it was probably a good hour and a half in fast forward almost the whole time. And I got five or six Pokemon up to level 60 from, like, level 50-something. A couple of them were, like, 45 I can't imagine how long it would take you <laughs> to get Pokemon up to level 90, like without fast forward, like legitimately, if you hadn't traded them, so they're not getting boosted XP. Yeah. And like, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I don't think red was in there to be like an actual thing that most people are supposed to do. It's like, here's an extra really hard thing if you want it. Why are his Pokemon so hard though? I think it's What's just the like point? the mythology of this is you from the, from the first game three years later like (laughs) not if you were blue and why i guess it doesn't matter i was just about to get into the pokemon lore of why red is better than blue but i guess it really doesn't matter it it doesn't really matter i think it's just the the i don't know what the taxonomy of you call it red and blue so red is the default blue is the rival okay all right when and yellow is the trainer in yellow no don't ever don't ever name your trainer yellow i don't think that's an option is it i think it's still just red i don't know who knows they've actually put out a cartoon like the pokemon what's it called pokemon origins or something yeah where it's like a grittier 
TV show <laughs> based on the game series instead of like based on the the cartoon children's cartoon and red is the main character in that so they've yeah. done some stuff with red yeah good old pokemon lore i've been enjoying the lore that you read on the bottom of pokemon cards yeah those the, are bizarre same with the pokedex entries in the games yeah the ghost entries are particularly tasty yeah um, very strange if you got creepy. some pokemon cards you should read the little blurb at the bottom of them because some of them will show it will be like this is a child's franchise this is like this pokemon is literally freezing its enemies and then like displaying frozen statues as it's that's not even nearly the creepiest <laughs> no one. no There's it's like not the that's just the that, most yeah. recent one i read like ones about like turning into like uh like children's dolls and like haunting people oh like, yeah all sorts of creepy stuff or there was one i can't remember which pokemon it was but it was like it is said that this pokemon is people who got lost in a sunken city or something yeah it's like wait what yeah this pokemon is people <laughs> yeah <laughs> people turn into pokemon that just drowned don't so like that that's fun children's game yeah hey dan do you have anything left on your list of what this game does good i, I do jordan okay. i do i'm, I'm, I'm I didn't, fresh out <laughs> i didn't do a good job of consolidating my points today before we started recording so i'm a little bit scattered on my all right try, let's trying it. to trying to condense uh some specific points um one of the things i have is that the gym leader castle levels up with your pokemon so by default when you go through the gym leader castle they're level 50 but if you bring in level 55 pokemon they're gonna level up with you and so the game never and i'm like i'm of two minds on it i think it's a good thing because the game is never just gonna be super easy yeah but at the same time pokemon kind of lends itself to being super easy when you over level stuff um, so now I'm having second thoughts about it, if this is what the game does well. But I like the fact that no matter what you bring in, the game is going to feel consistent in the Gym Leader Castle. I like that. I mean, it's one of the things about this game is your Pokemon that you bring into Pokemon Stadium do not level up. So I like the the fact that whatever Pokemon you bring in, the game adjusts itself to that level. So mm. if you are way over leveled and you just breeze through all of Kanto here's going to be a challenge for you because it's going to auto level up to yeah. match you. And if you maybe have a little bit more reasonable Pokemon level, the game isn't going to punish you for that. And it's going to come down to your level. So I like that. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Next upgrade that I have Jordan that, that you didn't mention, uh, held items in this one are a Is big a, deal because guess, yeah. status effects in the first stadium were super broken. If you got frozen in the first game, like it was just, it was, you couldn't do anything unless they hit you with like a fire move. I think you, I think, I don't think you could thaw in the first game from being frozen. I don't know. I, I didn't verify it. But as I listened to that episode, we were complaining about the status effects, like you couldn't do anything about it. In this game, they allow your Pokemon to hold an item like a poison cure berry or like a, a burnt berry to like unfreeze yourself. So yeah. you actually stand a shot if you get hit by a status effect. Um, and another thing that this game did a little bit differently, I think it's a little bit differently, was there are rules in place where you can't have two Pokemon that are frozen or asleep at the same time. That's an optional uh, optional option an optional option that's a thing yeah i think it's it defaults in certain modes okay um but again it's like i think they realized how broken the status effects were in the first game and they did some stuff to mitigate it in this one and i like that it still doesn't give you the options as a trainer to like 
use a potion or use a paralyzed heal or stuff like that, which I would have liked to see, yeah. especially since the gym leaders tend to. So the if you don't know anything about Pokemon Stadium, you pick your team of six Pokemon in the gym leader castle. And then you're fighting the same gym leaders as you did in gold and silver, except for instead of them only having like three Pokemon or four Pokemon, they've got a much more balanced team of six to choose from. Yeah. And so they're choosing three of those six. So knowing your types is really important in this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the fourth castle, I had to retry it like four or five times before I beat it. Uh, and so, with that being said, it's insanely frustrating to have to replay four more battles to get to, to beat a gym castle. Um, if I just had some items that allowed me to move around the type disadvantage so much from not knowing what I'm expecting in the battle. It's nice, but I don't think it's like it's it's just part of gold and silver. So I don't really see that as like a huge thing. Like if Pokemon Stadium 2 didn't have that, then that would be a huge miss. No, I mean, I wish that it had the ability to use items like potions, like to choose oh, oh, items. Oh, I think about the held items still. The held items are nice. I'm saying they're, those are a big upgrade from the yeah. first stadium. There's something that allow you to deal with status effects at least once. You're still randomly assigning them before you go into battle. Yeah. But I still, it's it's not as good of a system as it should be. No. Um, you should get some items to allow you to mitigate some of the difficulty from not knowing what the gym leader is going to bring in to the battle. Yeah, and you can't really rely on just like getting stronger and one-shotting their guys because they're going to level up. They're going to level you. up. Yeah, exactly. So on the one hand, it's like, again, we called the first game Pokemon Trainer Simulator. It is Pokemon Trainer Simulator. You should have a wide variety of types yeah. on your team to deal with anything. Like your Alakazam, you had like what, Fire Punch, uh, Thunder Punch, Psychic. And Recover. And Recover. My Alakazam had like Psychic, uh, Psybeam, Recover. and You were straight like, up Psychic reflect. and it was, my yeah. guy was more of a special, he was special attack specialist. I don't know. He could yeah. do a whole bunch of stuff. Yours was way better set up to deal with a lot of stuff because if, if my Alakazam had an electric move, then I would have thought about it against potential water Pokemon. Yeah, you kind of, yeah. I mean, you definitely want to have a little bit of variety. If all of your Pokemon, if all of your water Pokemon just only know water moves, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. That's just all Pokemon games, though. Like my Typhlosion, which I didn't even bring into the game. My Typhlosion knows Thunder Punch because he's weak to water Pokemon, so I give him Thunder Punch, and boom, now he can hold the zone against water Pokemon. <sighs> can you even find Thunder Punch anywhere? Yeah, it's a TM. Yeah, I know it's a TM. Where do you get it? I don't remember. You just hacked the game? I I mean, after I beat the game, <laughs> yeah. I went and added all the TMs to my game, and I gave my guys the ideal movesets because I was like, well, I'm going to give them ideal movesets. Why not? Ideal movesets. Typhlosion with Thunder Punch. It's what? great. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a weird one that I like that I think applies to the first stadium as well. Uh, you can hide your moves... And your Pokemon from your opponent. Yeah. Uh, so when you go into battle, you choose, like, they can see the six that you've picked to take into battle, but you only typically take three of those six into battle. And so you're, you're like, secretly choosing your three Pokemon, which is part of the strategy. And then in the battle, 
if you don't know what moves I have, like if I never saw that your Alakazam had Thunder Punch or Fire Punch, like you could surprise me with that. Yeah. There's like a there's like an element of secrecy where you can still check your moves and your Pokemon on the screen, but it's not displayed by default. So it almost adds this like level of mystery to it, battling your friends, which I think is nice. It is nice, but again, that's just like a feature that would exist if you were playing your friend on a game length Game Boy. They wouldn't yeah. be able to see what you were picking. So I think that that's just like the base level thing. <laughs> that, like you're like saying all these things are like great things that it did when it's like it's just replicating the base level stuff that the Game Boy game did. I mean, sure, but it still should be in the game. I mean, could you imagine yeah. if it wasn't in the game? It's nice, but that's like. It's the same when, like, we play NFL Blitz. You want to hide your cursor so your opponent can't see what move you're picking. See, when we play Tech Mobile, you can choose your play without the person seeing what you're picking. It's like, yeah. this is just a All standard right, thing that multiplayer games have when you're choosing a play or choosing an attack. Whatever, man. Well, here's another one you don't agree with. I thought the library was awesome in this game. This yeah. game has a whole, like, section of tutorial stuff. And I was like, when I was first poking around the game, I was like, oh, it's boring tutorial stuff. They're going to teach you to play the game. Why bother? And then I go over to the section called the library, and it has, like, type effectiveness charts. It has the every every information on, like, every move in the game. You can look up every Pokemon. Like, if you want to see all of the fire Pokemon in the game or all of the poison or steel or psychic Pokemon. Like, it just is broken down in a way that really impressed me. And it's like, you were like, Dan, this is the internet. this has been on the internet for like ever and i'm like it's fine but just the fact that the type chart is in the game baked in and i don't have to go off and like look at some random website uh i thought was a good thing yeah again i disagree i mean we're we're evaluating these (laughs) games by today's standard in 2001 sure that's great that you can see all which moves are effective against which pokemon and all that kind of stuff but it's 2021 like i i can have I can have all the information on my phone in less time than it would take you to navigate there in the game. So cool in twenty in, in 2001, but not really necessary in 2021. I mean, fine. It's not that hard to find on the internet, but sometimes when I Google stuff, it's like Pokemon Go, t- t- blah, blah, blah. And I have to like go to the website and then find the Gen 2 section and go through all that stuff. This just, uh, it, it filters everything in a way that is not necessarily that slow. You need to, to level phone. up your Google Foo if you're having trouble finding Pokemon Gold Silver type chart. It's just like what's scissor, what's steel types weakness, and it's like, well, now you got fairy types and all this other stuff and all of this extra information that's relevant for modern Pokemon, but you got to dig a little bit to find the Gen Two stuff. It's not that hard, but I like that the library's in the game. That's fine. You can like that it's in there. <laughs> I'm just saying by today's standards that that's like a complete non-factor for me. I was surprised the depth of it. I'm glad that you were surprised. I don't appreciate you being rude to me. You're allowed. You're allowed to like things. That's fine. Am I? I Because I'm starting to feel like I'm not, Jordan. I'm just. I'm just gonna say, if you point out something the game does well is something that like is something super basic or something that's on the internet, then maybe I'm not gonna agree with you. But you can have your opinions. That's fine. All right. Well, here's another one you're probably not gonna agree with. I'm ready. You still have more things. I have two more things. I think. I got like two more things. Uh, the different arenas was something that I was like, huh? Never even realized that there was different. I arenas. literally said it to you. No, but I, I'm not teen. I know there was a whole list of them, but when we were playing and we were in the different arenas, they all looked the same. Yeah. I just was, again, it's like part of those, oh, it's cool to see Pokemon in 3d. 
Yeah. I was surprised that there were so many arenas in the game. I was like, wow, they really kind of went all out with this these environments. I feel like the environments were kind of a letdown. I went and watched the like commercial for this game. Yeah. Or it, might have been, it was either this game or the first one. And it's like really cool. And like the stands are full of Pokemon. And like there's like a whole like parade of Pokemon that come out before the battle. And then you play the game and like none of that is there. Yeah. And so I remember like as a kid being disappointed too. Because I remember seeing like the posters and the TV ads. And then we ran in the game from Blockbuster. And it's like, oh, this is like a completely empty, sparse N64 blank arena. Yeah. So I wasn't a fan of that. I just, as I was digging into the game, was like surprised by it. It is surprising. There's 14 different arenas. Yeah. And two of them have made it into Super Smash Bros. So that's cool. Really? Yeah. Pokemon Stadium 1, Pokemon Stadium 2. Yeah, but those are, I don't think those are from Pokemon Stadium, are they? I don't know. I think that those are Pokemon Stadiums. You're right. They're not Pokemon Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right jordan last thing i don't know where you're at on this you're gonna have to you might uh, now that you've had some time to recover yeah for and lick your wounds oh my goodness the mini games yeah so when we covered the first game we put the mini games solidly in the in-between section which i don't think existed until that episode <laughs> and again in this episode i'm gonna say the mini games for me are in between some of the mini games are great some of them not so great i thought that the one of the cool things i had was like a quiz there's a pokemon quiz yeah. Which, like, half of it was really cool, and then half of the questions were really bad. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about the games themselves. Like, some of the games were cool, but there's not very many of them. And I feel like they should have included the games from the first game, yeah. the mini games, because there weren't that many in there either. Yeah, they probably could have. Some of them were fun. Some of them were pretty half baked. It's like playing Mario Party and only getting a handful of mini games. I don't know if I had more fun with these than I had with Mario Party. I liked most of these mini games. Uh, they were <laughs> like the Golbat one was bad. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. You're the, playing the Don Fan Racing like... one was bad. Uh, could yeah. The All one I where mean... you literally just tap the button four times because four Pikachu's ran across the screen that was pretty bad. I like that one. That one gets hard. You, so there's one where it's like Pokemon Stampede or something. Didn't have like a cute it, name. Streaming Stampede, I think. And so it's like you have to hit the you have to hit A with the number of Pokemon that you see. So it's like it'll be like Pikachu, and then you'll see you know a bunch of Pokemon running across the screen. Well, no, no. Now people out there listening are probably imagining a bunch of Pokemon running across the screen because you just said that. What in actuality happens is three fan fees and two Pikachu's run across the screen. It ramps up though. You have to hit the button two times. It ramps up. And the, the last round was the only one that was remotely difficult. It was the only one I didn't get the exact number. Well, but I think there's also a difficulty setting as well that we kind of may have overlooked. I think we were on hard. I don't know, man. Because the egg game got a lot harder. The egg game did get harder. The egg we, game was good. That was a game straight out of Kirby. And yeah. so I liked that. There's like a, a chancy, like you got to press L or R. There's like three lanes of eggs falling, and you can't catch the Voltorbs in, in your 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 chancy pouch. Um, that was an incredible description. <laughs> I feel like I don't think it would have been better for them to see the video. The description was was just as good. I like I did like that one. I like the one where the log falls, and you have to try to yeah. chop the log at the right it's like, spot. It's like a Fruit Ninja. Yeah, like Fruit Ninja. the The mini games I was saying, like half of them were good, and then the other half were like okay to not great. Yeah, okay to not great. Now, Jordan didn't win a single 
mini game. No, okay. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. That's the not real true. reason Jordan didn't like the mini games is because I beat him so badly in um, every single one. <laughs> I mean, of all the things to be proud about, I mean, I'll give you this one a little bit. I I did win some of the mini games. Dan won more than me, but I did win some. It just so this game the, the mini games there's like a, a mode called like mini game champ is it yeah i mean it's like your standard like uh mini game scoring system where instead of just playing one mini game and then it being done you get uh you get a victory point every time you win a mini game first yeah. one to whatever number you pick it starts at five and i think the highest you can go is like Nine. 15 or i don't know I think it's whatever nine. it is it and the nice thing is it tells you how long i think it's like a you know it should take like 15 minutes or mm-hmm. if you go all the way up to the top it's like this is going to take 40 minutes and it's like no nobody wants to play these same <laughs> eight mini games for 40 minutes so jordan uh, oh the pong one was terrible i thought it was all right the hungry hungry hippos one was awful i, I thought it was all right <laughs> okay. Anyway, mini mini games are solidly in the middle for Let me. Let me finish my point. Go ahead, Jordan. You, you can. I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, thank I you. I won't power spray it. Thank you. <laughs> no repels here. Um so Jordan won the first round of mini game champ. And I was kind of salty about it cuz I felt like it he really stole one from me at the end. There's like this Togepi race game. And I was ahead of him at the end, like the very, the finish line. And somehow he managed to get ahead of me. I don't know how it happened. Skill. So I was, I was about dexterity. I was about to win. And then Jordan won and, uh, he was crushing me and it felt really bad. Then he started talking trash like Jordan does. I did Um, not talk trash. And so it felt really good when I won every single mini game that we played individually. Again, (laughs) I'm... I feel like there's a little bit of hyperbole going here, but I truly, truly do not care enough to argue with you about it. I care. Guys, Dan's undefeated. Um, he's going to go pro. So if you are a Pokemon Stadium 2 minigame fanatic, um, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Official challenge. Come and face Dan. I think he said he was willing to put his house on the line. No, so, definitely didn't. Yeah, but he uh, did. He's undefeated, he said. I may try to reach out to uh, Nintendo to see if there's uh, an eSport potential here for these these uh, pokemon stadium 2 these mini games mini are games. on par with like the old early 2000s flash neopets mini games i don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah you do no i don't think I do. all right dan anything else i feel like you have said <laughs> way too much already every time jordan says it's going to be a short episode before we record my, it never never is my mind so is blown that we've talked this long <laughs> about what this game does well because i truly don't think there's that much that this game innovated on or did good different from what the the first one did all right jordan i think that, that is a great place to move on to what the game doesn't do so well The number one thing for me about what this game doesn't do well is that this game is just a cash grab. I said that about the first one, and here it is again. It's even more so. It only exists to 
force you to buy this game so you can use your new Pokemon in it. Yeah. Um, this game doesn't need to exist. I don't think that it adds enough to, to justify parents spending another $60 or whatever on another game. And I remember being disappointed with this game as a kid and I just, I can't get on board with it. Like Pokemon is great. These first two generations are iconic. These first two generations of N64 games are not, they're just not. So I think if this was a 2021 situation, uh, this game would absolutely be like, I don't know, $10 DLC for Pokemon Stadium 1, if that. No, because today, if you had to pay for this, if you had to pay to like battle your friends, that would be that would be evil. No, what I mean is if you had if Pokemon Stadium One existed and they wanted to add the new Pokemon to the game, it would oh. be DLC on top of Pokemon Stadium One. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, this would totally be like a cheap expansion on the first game. That's exactly what this is. Is like a rehash of the first game where now you have gold, silver, crystal compatibility. Um, the gym leader castle is not even nearly as rewarding as it was in the first one. Yeah. Um, the, it, this feels so much like the first game. Yeah. That I'm like, why, it, why even, did we need, we, I mean, we quote unquote, we needed a game that was compatible with the new Pokemon, but at the same time, it's like, if this is a, like a full priced thing, like, I don't know about that. I don't know either. Like, I can't believe there wasn't. I just think they should have taken the money and the time they spent developing this game and given us like an actual, not like a full on Pokemon N64 game. Cause I know that that's not possible, Yeah, but something you don't think the N64 could compare with the game boy. I don't know. that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If, no, I don't know if I would have been able to do it justice, but like something like, I can't believe the, the extent to which game freak ignored console systems. And, like home consoles, I, what is the word I'm looking for? I just can't believe that they they ignored the home console market with with Pokemon and like this was the best that we got. It's like it seems almost like a slap in the face. Like this is just like a hey, we could put out that same game again with very minimal changes and charge full price for it. I mean, I don't necessarily agree on the point of like it being a home con. Like, why do they ignore it? Because it's like Pokemon feels to me very much like a mobile game where it's it moves slow and comes in short bursts and you stay a while and it's good in five to 10 minute chunks. And it really come to find out Pokemon slows you down a lot. Um, so I don't necessarily agree that like you're saying this is just par for the course. Uh, yes, I, I, well, I wish we would have got a dedicated home console version of Pokemon. Yeah. But at the same time, it took like, another 20 years. The design of Pokemon is sort of portable, in my opinion. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I got way more excited as a kid about Pokemon Snap than I ever did about Pokemon Stadium. And I think that would still be true today. Yeah. I mean, well, that, and that's just the thing about this game is it's not like, um, it's not like some crazy experience. It's like an add-on for the Game Boy game when you would rather play on your TV than your Game Boy. Like it's it's like a really niche, not even niche in the sense of like it's like a very specific version of like a Super Game Boy. Yeah. It's a super game it's a super Game Boy N sixty four thing for just Pokemon. Yeah. 
Like that is the main selling point to me. And that's not a unique thing because that existed in the first Pokemon stadium. So like, yeah. I think the coolest part of this game is a thing that already existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the thing that jumped out to me a lot about what I didn't like about this game is the battles feel so slow. Yeah, again, that that's a huge negative for me. It's on my list, but again, it's not something new to this game. It's something that was also a problem in the last one. And yeah. can you imagine you were talking about that that mobile adapter where you could like hook it up to your phone and play somebody else? Like this game's already so slow and then imagine like in 2001 trying to play somebody over a like a 2001 cellular connection. Yeah, I don't know what I I need to look into what that mode actually was cuz it sounded like you were playing like on your phone. But I didn't know if it was like 2D like battles on your phone or if there was some kind of stadium functionality. I've seen there's an know. adapter that lets you plug the Game Boy into your phone and it's using your phone as a modem okay. to like be the link connection. So I don't think it had anything to do with the phone screen because those weren't very yeah. useful at the time. Anyway, I think the battles are also very slow, but there's really not a whole lot more to say there. I, I wish... I'm a kind of person who always speeds up my Pokemon battles speed and tech speed and all that anyway. And so this just felt so incredibly slow. So the problem with it feeling so slow, I think for me is it makes losing to the gym leaders feel so much worse because it's like, if this, if, if this gym has three trainers and then the gym leader, and then each of those battles takes five to seven minutes, I got to play through another five, another three, Another 15 minutes of these scrub trainers that are easy to beat only to get beat by this gym leader again. And it's like, I don't like the fact that retrying, at least nowadays, uh, I don't like the fact that I have to replay 15 minutes of these really slow, boring Pokemon battles that aren't fulfilling or rewarding in any way, shape, or form, literally because you're not getting XP or anything like that, just to try to advance the, to the gym castle for what? For what, Jordan? What's yeah. the point of beating the gym leaders? So this is the thing. I mean, I feel like the coolest part of Pokemon Stadium 1 was taken out of this game because yeah. in the first game, when you beat the Elite Four, you got cool prizes. You could get Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Eevee, Kabuto, and Ammonite. In this game, you know what you can win, Dan? <laughs> Tell well, me. Nothing from... I mean, the only thing you get from beating like the, the Elite Four is the ability to relearn a move that you accidentally deleted or purposely deleted <laughs> or maybe that your Pokemon didn't have when you caught it. That's what you get from beating it. You can get two other prizes from beating your rival. I don't even know where you fight your rival, but the first time you fight your rival, you can get a Farfetch'd that has Baton Pass, which like admittedly is something like for competitive battling, you want to have Baton Pass. And then the second time you beat your rival, you can get a Gligar who has some special move set that I don't even remember. But like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> they took out the best part of the reason of actually grinding through all of those gym leaders to beat the yeah. game. You can also unlock the triple speed mode. But again, like that's just a thing that the original game you would have already unlocked if you had it. So No, you had to do some stuff in the original stadium to no, unlock no, that. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying you're going through and beating this whole game to unlock a feature yeah. that maybe you already had in the other game. Yeah, but you couldn't do that in gold and silver in the other game. <laughs> no, I know, I know. That's the thing, like, so many of what this, the points of what this game does well are points that existed for the first version. And again, so many of the things that this game does poorly are things that existed in the first one. 
um, for me, the fact that Pokemon don't level up, it makes it feel less like a true post yeah. game. It's like my Pokemon are frozen in time and I'm coming here to have all of these pointless battles. Like it, how much cooler would it be if I could actually be earning experience points while I'm playing in 3d? No, yeah. it just, it, instead it's just like a completely wasted opportunity. So there's just so many things about this game that feel like a wasted opportunity. Yeah. This feels to me like Pokemon stadium game of the year edition. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we added like we added a tiny handful of features that probably most people wouldn't know they wouldn't ever find or notice well it's not even that it's like oh we added compatibility with the games that have released since then and that's you know we've added the poke the updated pokemon some mini games uh what else that's it that's what i'm saying like if you're hardcore into this if you're a huge hardcore pokemon fan you're gonna probably be able to nitpick and find all of these differences but as me i played this game less than a year ago we did our our pokemon stadium episode in july so it's been less than a year and you could have shown me this game and i could have not told you anything that was different (laughs) because it's like it it feels like the exact same game goodness yeah yeah, uh, the the I've got a few points left on what the game doesn't do so well, and they're all basically I think knocks same some of the same knocks that I had with the first stadium. Uh, this, this is a nitpick and a stupid one, but trainers all have to name their th- Pokemon something stupid again. Yeah, hate that. It's like why 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 is this a thing? They take like they all of their Pokemon have the same suffix, so it'll be like. Charmantor, <laughs> Squirrel-tor, Venator. It's like, stop, stop, don't, don't do that. There's like a, one of the snowboarding trainers against the ice gym leader. All of his Pokemon, I think, started with the, the word air. It's like, what, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. It's... I don't, I don't get it. And then when we battled with our trainers, our, our games, uh, all of my Pokemon, the first half of their names were capitalized, and the second half of all of your Pokemon's names were capitalized. It's like they couldn't even leave it alone for the versus modes. Like, why? Why? Like we is really this need a thing? to make sure we can differentiate whose Pokemon is who. It's like, why? I'm not like controlling him <laughs> as he runs around. I need to like keep track of which one's mine, which one's mine. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's a silly nitpick, but it, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's like this is dumb. Um, another thing that's probably not true but feels true to me, it feels like the gym leaders cheat in this game again, which is what we said in the first one. Uh, when I was fighting one of the gym leaders, I was using thunder, and it missed. I think I tried to do a thunder punch, and it missed. And then I think I tried to do thunder four times in a row, and it missed four times in a row. And I was like, this doesn't seem this is not some of the game some of the moves in the game have like a 100 accuracy yeah they never miss yeah for example flamethrower never misses slash never misses on charizard both of those moves missed in this game and i'm like okay so my moves are missing more frequently than they do and then all of a sudden what was the I think a Gengar new fire punch or something it just happened to be the exact move that it needed to take me out and I'm like, okay, well, I know. Why is it so type effective? It's like, not only is it balancing out these gym leaders' rosters so that you can't steamroll them the yeah. same way you can in the game, but all of a sudden, it's like giving these these 
uh, Pokemon moves that they would never have. And it's just like, this game feels like it's trying its hardest to cheat. Why did that Lapras know Psychic? I mean, that's fine. Those are all things you can do in the game. Technically. I think that it's just artificially hard for the sake of stretching the game out. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Is it just... The first game was the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to say that it's necessarily cheating, but it feels like they went out of their way to bump the difficulty in this for some reason yeah for sure it's like it it just feels bad especially when you come from the game boy games and like each sort of section of the game each gym leader sort of stays in their lane they don't have they don't have a bunch of like random moves you're not going to get a water pokemon that knows a psychic move most of the time in the game not a single time that i can think of like why is it happening here I mean, I, I kind of like that. I feel like it's more real. <laughs> I feel like it's more realistic. I don't like that it's artificially difficult. I, that that's annoying to me. But I don't mind them having more realistic like move sets and like having more diverse parties because it does make for a more difficult battle. It makes it more difficult, but it's it feels weird for a Pokemon game. I think. I don't know. Your rival always has a varied party, and like Blue and Gold and Silver had a varied party, so I like that. Fine. I mean, I'm just saying it's 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 a lot weirder than those instances of just the varied party that the, that you run into with your rivals. All right. What else does, what else you got? Uh, again, it doesn't just, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot here. It just feels like a very shallow experience. Yeah. And that was sort of, I think one of the biggest things we harped on in the first game of just like, why there's not a lot here. Like I was sitting there, initially hopping into to stadium two or whatever for the first time this week. I don't remember when it was. And I was like one or two battles in, I'm like, this is not fun. No. Like these battles are so slow and it's like, it feels excruciating for me to sit here and do this over and over again. And I think what, I, what the problem is, is is like the gameplay isn't even as fun as it is in the Game Boy games. No, you for some reason you're taking away the whole purpose of battling, which is to level up or at the very least to get something like a, a gym badge or money. Even you yeah. just don't get anything, and so this game feels completely unnecessary. Yeah, it takes Pokemon and makes a game out of like the most boring part of it, and removes all of the the RPG strategy yeah. to it. And like, I don't know, man, it's just the battles with nothing else. Yeah. Like what's up with that? Did, I mean, what else were you going to make a game out of besides like a core RPG? Like let you get experience points, uh, let you true. actually win prizes that are worth fighting for. Yeah. I think that's another thing that you, you brought up in the first episode was like, there should be some kind of game corner where you're like winning items that go back into your game. And granted this, this game has like mystery gifts, where the girl from Goldenrod City will like give you a random item every day for your game. Yeah. I think she gave me dolls for my room and like maybe some kind of item um the second day I did it. So, it's like a it's an interesting little thing. Uh you know, it's it's your your mobile game login bonus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I'm like there's just not enough here. Yep. Feels bad. Uh I think that that's all I have, Jordan. All right. The game didn't do so well. You got anything else? No, that's it. It's it's not a great game, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel so blah. And after playing two of these games, I feel more blah about it. I'm like, I can't believe they put out four of these. 
Did they put out four of them? Yeah, you got so, Coliseum and then Pokemon Battle Revolution, which they're the exact same. I remember buying it on my Wii and being equally disappointed. Yeah, I remember I used to have Battle Revolution, and it was like, is there more here than this? I feel like there should be more, and I never got too far into it, and then I just got rid of it. I wonder how much that game is nowadays. I wonder if that's a sought-after game that you can play on your Wii U. I don't know. I don't know. I just... <laughs> I'm just... Just stick to what you do well, Nintendo, I guess, or Pokemon. I guess just that's... I don't know. This game has me feeling bummed. Yeah. Well, even a lot of people don't like Sword and Shield. You talk about stick to what they do well. A lot of people, for some reason, I feel like walking into Sword and Shield, the the consensus was just negative. I rolled the credits on it recently, and I'm like, I liked this game. Yeah. It's fun. It wasn't what I hoped for. I hoped for Breath of the Wild Pokemon, but I mean, it was their first time trying it, so I got to give them credit for that, and I hope that they eventually get to somewhere else. I kind of wish they would allow some other developers to work on their home console games, but you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt while they figure it out. And hopefully these new ones that they've announced, uh, take a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about the Sinnoh remakes, but that's another conversation for another day, Jordan. That is. All right, Dan, you ready to move on? I am. Jordan, what would you pay for these? Two dollars. <laughs> Honestly, I've been waiting. Like, it's been so long. Since you said two dollars? Yeah. I can't even remember the last time. I have to look at the game list. Honestly, about ten minutes into playing this game, I was resolute that there's no chance I'd pay more than two dollars <laughs> for this. Uh, something happens sometimes when you and I play games where I want to explore every nook and cranny of a game. And crawl, there's like crawl nothing. Through. Hold you, on, Jordan. You're doing it because Hold there's on. nothing here. You have to go through the menus and find some obscure thing that tells you Just about typing. Stop, Jordan. Hold on. All right. So something happens sometimes when we play games where Dan wants to be so thorough and, gr- and crawl through every menu of a game. And Jordan's like, we've played the game, Dan. It's okay. And, uh, so I was playing this game pretty early this morning and when we were scheduled to record a few hours later and I was like, I could, I could text Jordan and have him like, you know, come early or whatever so that we could do this thing. And then I was like, Oh yeah, no, he's going to, he's going to have one of those times with this one where he's going to be over it quick. I'm over. I've been and- over it. <laughs> I was over it in July of last year, 2020. <laughs> Yeah, in the last episode, when I was like, yeah, Pokemon Part 2 is going to be gold and silver and Pokemon Stadium, you're like, how about we don't? I was honestly <laughs> disappointed that this is the game we are that we covered, and cool. I'm glad that I was justified in my disappointment. I mean, gold and silver were worth playing for sure. Gold and sh- silver were sure. definitely worth playing. Big, yeah, but I, um, if we continue our streak of, you know, if we go Gen 3 next year, I will put up the biggest fight to not play Coliseum. I just won't tell you. It'll be like the good old times where you're just going to not know. I'll walk out. You won't. I would. No, you won't. I would, Dan, because I think it would be a genuinely bad idea. (laughs) I think Coliseum is not just a stadium game. Don't care. I I don't care. I've given up. You you get two strikes, you're out. That's the old saying, Dan. Everybody says, one strike, shame on me. No, that's not. Two strikes, you're out. That's literally not what they say. That is. I've heard it. Nope. (laughs) Uh, anyways, let's try to rein this back in. Uh, I think for me, I'm feeling 10 bucks. 
that ten dollars insane. You're okay. I'm not even going to bother arguing with you on this. You're saying ten dollars. It's because you you own it and you feel like you have to say ten dollars. Uh, no, no, uh, no. You go like, out to disc so replay Jordan, today and you see this on the shelf for ten dollars. You'd be like, and some guy comes and he's standing there and he's like, "Hey, is this game any good?" You would tell him, "Yeah, pick it up at ten dollars." Well, I would I would throw a bunch of caveats that I'm about to throw out right now. All right, let's hear it. Uh, there's a part of me that is like. I, can't, I won't justify it, but part of me wants to finish the Pokedex on gold and silver. I'm like, there's still that. I have this itch. How Jordan, does this game Jordan, help Jordan, you hold do on, that? Hold on. I have always wanted to complete a Pokedex. Yeah, I never have. That's and fair. So I'm on shield now. I'm like, maybe I'll do it this time around. So there's always just been this urge for me to finally catch them all. Okay. Um, and I feel like this game with like the item management and the trading Pokemon and all of that stuff and being able to uh, use some of the features from red and blue and to be able to easily transfer those over to, to gold and silver with this game is just a convenient way of doing it. Instead of using a link cable to trade a bunch of Pokemon and then going into the PC and swapping out a bunch more, like it just lets you trade a lot easier. So as like an add-on to gold and silver... For the purposes of getting everything out of gold and silver, I like this game. Okay. This game Does is, that make sense? No, but as an add-on. For you, sure. As a ten dollar DLC. Ten dollar accessory to help you more easily do something you can already do. I'd I'd I wish I knew what it was like to be that <laughs> reckless with my money. Jordan says to the guy who owns two transfer packs, three now because one of them <sighs> broke and then I fixed the second one. So now I have three N64 transfer packs, by the way. That means you could sell one. I could. Yeah. You want to buy an N64 transfer pack? <laughs> no, I don't even own an N64. <laughs> All right. Dan's saying $10. I'm saying $2. What do you think the internet's saying on this one, Jordan? Probably something so wrong. <laughs> They're probably saying $34. Um... Do you want to try that? I'll give you. I'll give you a second guess. Second guess, Jordan. Nineteen dollars. Nineteen. Overestimated oh. the internet. Okay. Um. For some reason, Jordan, this game has spiked in the last two months. And if it was not overpriced two months ago, it is certainly overpriced now. Let's hear it. Hit me with it. Uh, North American version, seventy-seven dollars. Oh my gosh! Fastest worthless ever. <laughs> that's <laughs> not true gotta I've, go had, fast. I've had way faster worthlesses gotta go that's fast. way too much this game i think when we covered the first stadium was like 40 bucks wow and then like two months ago it was like 50 bucks wow and now it's like 77 that's stupid i don't get it i like i googled i was like pokemon stadium 2 recent search results within the last like month or something to see if somebody to see if there was some big YouTuber or something happened on the internet to like spike Stadium 2. Yeah. Why is it in the consciousness uh, of collectors or whatever or gamers? Um, but for some reason, man, I don't know. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find like a recent like huge video on YouTube with more than like, I think the, the biggest one within the last month had like 100 views on it. I was like, what? That does even, if you have a, a, a video... The most popular video on a, a popular series retro video game and only has 100 views. That tells you everything you need to know about Pokemon Stadium 2. It was just recently uploaded. So it was like, my Let's Play that's in seven parts. This one has 30 views. This one Ugh. has four. And the first part has like 80 or something. I don't know. But I was like trying to figure out why this game spiked. And it's like, 
if you know, please let us know because I don't, I mean, 40 bucks was, is like too much, way too much. And then now it's like double that. Now, Jordan, what, what do you think the pal tax? What do you think we got going on in the pal region for this one? Uh, there's probably cheaper. You think 40, 40. Yeah. They didn't have a spike. 98. Stupid. $98 for Pokemon stadium two in the pal regions. What? is going on with this game i don't know that's that's i (laughs) i just i'm at a loss for words i know i feel it too or i'm like oh i can like i can understand when people spend stupid amounts of money for the the mainline pokemon games because they're good and they have an important part in gaming history and they're nostalgic and they're part of a big franchise but like these games feel so unnecessary yeah i can't imagine i just can't if you're going to go out and pick up one stadium game, this is the complete one, but I don't understand like why you need to pick up a stadium game at this point. That's like that's like I'm really into Final Fantasy 7, so I'm going to go drop $100 on Chocobo Racing. <laughs> well, the thing about it is like I feel like I always kind of heard Pokémon Stadium 2 is way better than the first one. Is I don't know that I ever read that necessarily. I did. I but, read that today. Okay. okay. People So like, I didn't make that up. If fine, if you're gonna play one, play this one. Yeah, over the first one, but honestly, don't play either of them. But having both of them, I'm like, I don't see why the second one is so much better. No. other than it supports up through Crystal. Yeah, which like fine if you're gonna be a diehard like Game Boy Pokemon aficionado. Yeah, great, that's fine. But these these stadium games feel again. It's like I would rather play Pokemon battles on my tv than on my game boy right now i'm i'm gonna play pokemon stadium that's about it yeah but i don't know why you'd want to do that uh jordan japanese version where do you think the japanese version's falling 19 dollars three dollars yeah i should have known yeah <laughs> they don't care about n64 games they don't have any care now did yeah uh It'd be cool if you could like go in the menu and, and there was like the English translation patch or something. I don't know if it's somehow like a way worse version, but yeah, I was like, no, it's just okay. not really playable. And they, this is the third one that they put out there. Yeah. So it's like pal region, $98 Japanese version, $3. Like what, what's going on? Retro gaming is very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, I think we've got to say worthless. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sad. I wanted this. Why are you I'm, sad? I'm sad because based on everybody think, making me think that this was so much better than the first one, is it's just like, no, I could just use my copy of gold with this one. That's about it. I have no desire to ever turn this game on again. And I feel like it doesn't even have as much utility as the first stadium did as a companion piece because the, the box system was so messed up in the first yeah. game. Yep. So there was a lot of utility there. But yep. this one is just like, I don't know about that worthless worthless all right jordan did you do your job this, i got this some, episode you got, I got some, some trivia for you dan yeah I got some, it's not great just to go in line with the <laughs> the rest of this game you ready for this dan uh i don't know streets of rage three. Oh, so close which pokemon sprite has too many fingers what one of, the, one of the pokemon in this game has too many fingers dan and they actually had too many fingers in the first pokemon stadium game and we didn't notice are you serious dead serious okay so i feel like do you want me to give you some options let me logic this out real quick before we do it's, the options there's a lot of pokemon with fingers dan well no i'm just, but hear me out 
Okay. I feel like it's got to be one of the Pokemon with only a few fingers. No. Because he has the same number of fingers as a human being. Oh. But they gave him an extra. So he has six fingers. And he's got six game. fingers. Like, I was, was going to say, like, they probably gave Charizard, like, four fingers instead of three or something like no, that. You're never going to get That was this. where my logic was going to go. Uh, is Mr. Mime on the list? No. I'll give you the list right okay. here. Machamp, Electabuzz, Hitmonchan, or Magikarp? It's not Hitmonchan. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Because Hitmonchan wears boxing gloves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I feel like Magikarp has to be a ruse because it's got flippers. Yep. I'm okay. proud of you. You're really logicing yes. this out. So the other two were Electabuzz and Machamp? Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't think Machamp is supposed to have human numbers of fingers. I think it has fewer than human numbers of yeah. fingers. So I'm going to go with Electabuzz. Yeah, you're right. Electabuzz, <laughs> for some reason in this game, has six fingers. I think uh, Machamp maybe has like some Ninja Turtle kind he of does. things going. Yeah. He yeah. Does. All right, Dan, one more question. Wow. Um, there's a part of this that is your room, which is just like a 3D rendering of yes. your room from the game. And one of the cool things you, that your mom can buy with your money and unlock in your room is a console. Yeah. Which console can you not unlock for your room okay. in Pokemon Stadium 2? Is it the Super Famicom, the N64, the Virtual Boy, or a Game Boy? I'm going to go Virtual Boy. You were wrong, Dan. It's the Game Boy. The I Super thought the... I could have sworn you could get a Game Boy. You can't. You can get a Virtual Boy, an N64, an SNES slash Super Famicom, and an NES slash Famicom. Man, you threw me off. Actually, when you have the console in your room, the TV in your room will display games that go with those consoles. So on the NES, you could see on the TV Donkey Kong, Kirby's Adventure, Super Mario Bros., or The Legend of Zelda. The Super Nintendo would have F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, or Super Mario World. And the N64 shows Ocarina of Time, Star Fox 64, Mario 64, or Wave Race. But the Virtual Boy does not show anything on the TV, obviously, because it's the Virtual Boy. <laughs> wow. A couple of fun facts for you. Yeah. There. I could have sworn, is, is you don't have a room in the first Pokemon game, do you? That was like a Pokemon Gold Silver thing, No, right? you have a room. Do you? Yeah, you got your own PC and there's a potion in there. I right know, but that. do you get decorations for your room is what, oh, I, what no. I mean. That comes out in this game because okay. your mom keeps some of your money and buys stuff for your room. Like potions? Come on, mom. Yeah, but she also buys you those cute dolls for your table and a console, apparently. <sighs> well, I you start the game with the console. I didn't get the console. I think you I think you do start the game with the console. My, my list was empty. So was yours. It was just had a question mark. I think it's just on the ground by default. Oh, you're right. You're right. But whatever. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Uh, Jordan. Dan. This uh, we got We got a bounty. We do. A few days left after this episode comes out. Yes, we're giving away, thankfully, not a copy of Pokemon Stadium 2, but you could win a copy of Pokemon Silver or Gold. Your choice. All you have to do is send us a direct message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We're at WIOW Podcast. And let us know, what is your least favorite Pokemon? We've gotten a lot of entries and some very funny ones that yeah. we will share on, and when we draw a winner. But if you let us know your least favorite Pokemon, you can also hop on our Discord server. You could send Dan or I a direct message on there with your least favorite Pokemon. You can also participate in our Discord server to earn bonus entries. And at the end of the month, we'll draw one of the names from the list. And a lucky winner will get their choice of Pokemon Gold or Silver. 
Mm-hmm. You can also email us uh, your response at worth it or worthless podcast. Uh, yes, I forgot. Email gmail.com. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean just to cut you off there. You may also send us a telegram by way of <laughs> no. carrier pigeon and or carrier smoke pigeon. Signal. Uh, yeah, and the, the Discord bounties augment a, a proper entry. So if you're on our Discord and you don't submit us a DM, then those bonus entries do not count towards the entry. Yes, the, you still have bounty. to officially enter by sending yes. us a direct message. Uh, also, Jordan, we have a super Marchio Bros winner. Oh, we do have a winner. Yeah. We drew our winner from last month's bounty, and this person is winning a copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars for the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> a physical copy. Who is our winner? Uh, our winner is Shanks. Shanks. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I like that. Shanks is one of our friends from the Discord server, so mm-hmm. congratulations, Shanks. We'll reach out to you, and we will get you your prize. You'll have it this year, I promise. Yes, it's, a, <laughs> it's already bought. It just needs to be put in the mail, so... <laughs> Worth it or worthless mail time. Yes. Um, it's it's. You, we like you, to build suspense. Yeah, we like to. It's like your birthday or Christmas. You forget about it. It's not like your birthday or Christmas. You don't forget about those. No, I was gonna say I never forget about those. Uh, although your birthday presents are coming up soon, Jordan. I don't understand you. You've mentioned this before, and now you're saying it again. My yeah. birthday is months and months away. Yeah, it's from your birthday in 2020. Oh. I got you. It's coming. Worth it or worthless time. Ooh. I will, if you wait one more month, it'll be my half birthday. Okay. By the time it gets here, it may be your half birthday. Okay. You just wait with bated breath, okay? I am. I am. <laughs> uh, Jordan, in other news, next month is May. That's true. The endless march of time. The en- what? May is the endless march of time? Well, right now it's April, so next month would be May. Because that's how time works. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were calling May like they. Well, you know what they say about May? It's the endless march of time. That's what I thought you were saying. They do say that. <laughs> they say um, April showers bring the endless march of time in May. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know what they also say about May is what? is is May the force be with you. They do say May the fourth be with you. No, May the fourth. Not because well. The next episode not coming out on May 4th. Yeah. An oversight on our part. We can blame Jordan for that because sure. I think we had to delay an episode a couple, a couple, couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So it threw, exactly. it threw things off by like a week or something. We or... took an entire month off in 2019. So don't you even <laughs> dare blame this on me. <laughs> so sadly, we don't have a Star Wars episode for you on May the 4th, but we do have a whole month of Star Wars celebrations uh, for you coming up in may yes starting with our next episode on may 11th 2021 with uh super empire strikes back yeah we played the super star wars and now we're gonna pick up the sequel yeah we'll see we'll see i don't i don't remember having a particularly great time with super star wars this is the thing i also remember a lot of people saying oh you guys have to play the sequels because it gets better does it? Because I've played, I, I've, I've owned this game for a while. Yeah, and I don't remember being that enamored with Damn, it the last time alert. I played okay, it. Okay, spoiler alert. I haven't played this game, okay. so I don't want you well, to we'll poison see. my mind. I'm not trying to poison your mind. I mean, it starts off and you're on Hoth. You know, you got Luke running around with a lightsaber. Okay, the whole, I just a, li- a said lifesaber. No spoilers, and now well, here you are. Luke's got the lifesaber. Oh my goodness! <laughs> don't even bother tuning in. What's the episode after that? <laughs> Super Return of the Jedi. Uh, no really (laughs) no okay (laughs) 
No, that'll be uh, May the Force Be With You 2022, probably. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I haven't decided on a second episode, but I have decided on the Twitch streams. Yeah. For or some of the Twitch streams. I don't know how long it's going to take. I'm playing Shadows of the Empire. Oh, Retro uh, Librarian Gamer will be a big fan of that. Uh, Retro Librarian Gamer. Emo Fergie. Shanks. All big fans of this game. They're all of our friends on Discord. And uh, they they love this game. And the last time I played Shadows of the Empire, I had a bad time with it. it was so, it as bad as the Jedi Force Academy game that we gave up on in like 10 minutes? Oh, you're talking about Jedi Power Battles? Jedi Power Battles was a game that we tried to cover in like the first couple months of the podcast being a thing. And yeah. I noped out maybe five minutes we both noped out like i I called an audible on that one like i was like we're doing a different game that was a different time we had a lot less planning going into things back then we just winged it yeah what did we play instead i'm trying to remember i don't know but yeah the early days uh so anyways i'm trying to settle this debate on whether or not shadows of the empire is a good game or not so tuesdays thursdays Twitch.tv slash worth it or worthless. I stream in the evenings. So we're going to be doing Shadows of the Empire. If you're a fan, come hang out. Come uh, come, come see how that whole thing plays out because it's going to be interesting. I'm trying to give it a fair shake. I'm trying. I'm going to right. do my best. That's all you can do. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. And... Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's all we got, Jordan. I think so too. Do you, do you have anything else before we we end our 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 episode with the beautiful Pokemon music segment? I think that's going to wrap us up. Why don't you tell us what we're going to listen to? I usually do. I know. Uh, today we've got a cover from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl called Snowpoint City from an artist who I don't know how to pronounce their name. Ooh, just try Jokabi. Oh, Jokabi. Joe, Joe Yokabi. I, I don't think know. it's Hakabi actually. Hakabi. Yeah, it's pronounced uh, with an H. I think uh, it's a German fellow. So I don't know. Uh, it's off Chiltendo, which is one of our favorite, one of my favorite. It's a great one. Uh, video game lo-fi albums. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy, and we will see you next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>